Hi, welcome to a exciting episode of the Oscar Central podcast. We're almost all here except Lex, who is preparing for The Last of Us because I heard <laughs> it will be The Last of Us. I don't know where I was going with that. Um, but <laughs> Nicole the is the best of us. Um, <laughs> Nicole is here back. We missed you the day of the Oscar noms. Jillian Thank you. Hill. I appreciate that. Um, how are y'all doing, Nicole and Jillian? Do you have any love you want to give to any Oscar nom right off the top? Just like, oh, I was yeah. literally gonna be like, I thought you were like, do you have any love you want to give to anything? I was gonna be like, yeah, I saw some goats today. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was the year of the donkey in 2022. Yeah, maybe 2023 can be the year of the goats. Mm-hmm. I I will say and i feel like everyone who's listening who's ever heard a single oscar central podcast before will be like yeah you didn't need to tell us that nicole but i am so thrilled that all quiet on the western front did so well and you know what if if y'all were on you know or or listened to our predictions episode (laughs) our final predictions i was like i'm going full in on it this might backfire and it didn't so i'm thrilled (laughs) Love that for you, Jillian. Do you have any nominations that like kept you going through your busy week? Um, obviously Tar, because I on my end, like I thought I was gonna underperform. Like I it overperformed for me. I thought it, at best it was gonna get three. And like those nominations for editing and cinematography were truly like, whoa, like I almost threw my computer. I was like so happy at 6 a.m so well deserved for everyone on that team so that was very cool to see it go from like in my mind three to six and then obviously Bill Nye for living was the best Love yeah him. maybe maybe he'll take you as his plus one watch out Anna Wintour I'm here <laughs> um love to see that we love the Pirates of the Caribbean representation um I don't know. I feel like there was like a lot of good nominees, a lot of shocks, but I think like overall I was really excited about the editing and the cinematography because I was like, it's either going to get in or it's not. And for it to get in, I was like, yay, I'm happy. Yeah. Do you I know what I realized first. earlier today, speaking of Bill Nye? Um, I had completely forgotten that Bill Nye is in Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, he's in yeah. he's in everything. Yeah. He's so literally um core memory for me truly but that so that does pieces. take the harry potter franchise oscar nomination count up another one but when you watch living you're like whoa this is not the same yeah. guy and then after that i watched love actually and i was like who is this man well it's it's also <laughs> so funny because i feel like he's someone who's made an entire career off of playing side roles mm-hmm. and yeah. now he's getting his oscar nomination for playing a lead like, that's always like the um, best when you're like it's your moment it's cool totally. It is his moment. Honestly, sorry, Kins. Austin Butler, Colin Farrell, Brendan Fraser, get out of the way. It's Bill Nye's moment. You know who she didn't say? Sorry about Paul. Yeah, I'm sorry, but we all know that Paul's not winning. He's not in Bill's way. Wow. No, he can, he just, can guide I'm, Bill to the star. I'm gonna, I hope I'm just gonna start. for that that they rescind his nomination because of your campaigning. No, oh I, God, I was going to say, I'm going to email all of the uh, Academy members and say, <laughs> look, Colin Farrell is going to win. Just vote for Paul. And then the other half be like, Austin <laughs> Butler's going to win. Just vote for Paul. Hey, leave Austin <laughs> out of this. Um, so I'm no longer asking Jacob how he is. Adriano, <laughs> you 
<laughs> you're back in Canada. How are you doing? Uh, much better. America's a scary place. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. Uh, no, yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, quick shout out to Shrinking. I just want to get that off my chest immediately. Shrinking is an amazing show. I won't go watch that right now. So I told my husband, I'm like, oh, we should watch it. And he goes, oh, I'm not really a fan of Harrison Ford. And I was like, excuse me? What? He, I don't know why I make this information public. I guess I should. But I'm like, he just has this weird dislike of so many celebrities. I'm like, I okay, don't understand. listen. I can let most of them go. But when I'm in LA next month and I meet your husband, be like, let's talk about Harrison Ford. Like, what? That is just the most random. What do you thing. have against this carpenter pilot, man? He goes, just retire. And I was like, what? And then it turned into this ageism conversation. It was. It was beautiful. Oh my god. Beautiful moment. That made me feel really great about my age. Um <laughs> but I'm excited that show's good. I want to check it out. Um, Jacob, I guess I will ask how I'll you're doing. Like um, yeah, I'm doing I'm doing fine now. How are you doing? Nobody asked you. Well, that's what happens when you're the host, I guess. <laughs> I'm good. I'm like stressed for the last of us and uh but i have a really exciting like month of movies kind of like two weeks of movies coming up Mm -hmm. jillian and i are seeing 80 for brady with zoe on wednesday we're also seeing titanic and imax 3d next week um if you're listening to this podcast tickets are on sale for titanic in 3d snatch them up and james cameron please pay me um and you know like we're seeing magic mike's last dance rowdy screening okay can we all just talk about jilly or nicole's laughing there is nothing to laugh about with magic no mike. i'm laughing at the rowdy screening yeah, because that's, like that's is, the funny part. is every screening of magic mike not a rowdy screening truly yeah, no redundant. because they are cinema but Feels i have seen all of them at rowdy screening <laughs> so um if you live near an alamo draft house those tickets are also on sale movie theater should pay me like what is going on but um yeah so i we haven't done this in a while because we've been so busy with oscars but i just wanted to check in and see what everybody's been watching i know adriano and jillian probably have a million because they were at sundance um adriano what have you been watching that you want to shout out anything from sundance that you're obsessed with hated sure well before i get sundance (laughs) i do want to say i did see two leslie today and I say the Riseboro nom is valid, although Kate Winslet exaggerated a lot, a um, lot of exaggeration. Did you think it was a small? Did you think it was a small film with a great heart? <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> did you think it was a feat of filmmaking? <laughs> yeah, I'll take my check now. Um, you know, it's a it, the movie's fine, um, but uh, in terms of Sundance, um, the best movie I saw in of the year, like I don't see it being beat anytime soon, is Past Lives. Which is like I, I just remember watching that and going like, okay, no, that was like sometimes you watch a movie and be like you know you just saw something really special. That was what I what I experienced with past lives. I also really really loved Rylane, which is so unique and funny and uh, like sweet at the same time. It's and also has the funniest cameo that I didn't even realize at first. Like he, the cameo happened and the audience got a reaction and I turned to the guy I was with like, what just happened? And then, and then the second shot of the guy happens, and we're just going, like, oh, that was really funny. Um, what else I said? I really like, oh, Florence Sun. 
I loved and adored like hell. Um, and then I saw and then I saw Magazine Dreams, which was fine, but Jonathan Majors is like tr- truly exceptional. Uh, I don't want to go through all the Sundance stuff because I know J- Jillian has some stuff as well to shout out. But um, what else? Did I, which one more thing? Uh, I oh yeah, Eileen. Uh, I thought it was okay, just the biggest left turn I've seen in the movie in such a long time. I, it's it's so hard to like not talk about. So sorry, so hard to talk about and not like get into it because it's so bizarre. But yeah, that happened. That's the way everyone has talked about Eileen, and I think it's so funny because that's like not one that um I was expecting a reaction to. But everyone's just like, I don't know how to keep going. I'm like, what? Like, it's so funny that everyone. I thought it was gonna be like a Carol esque movie, and that's how it was for until like Anne Hathaway says something and then it just shifts completely it's so bizarre I'm excited for that because I'm here for whatever Anne Hathaway has been up to these last few years minus that Apple TV show we will forget happened Um, the show wasn't good though I did not finish it I there was like a green screen of like like Israel and I was like I don't know what's going on here um (laughs) Jillian, what about you? I know you went to Park City. You did stuff virtually. You did it all. Is there anything you want to shout out? Um, I really loved Passages. Um, I saw that in person with Ben Wishaw, and I'm forgetting the other two people's names because I don't want to butcher them. Um, but that was a very hot and heavy, and also just like brutally honest film that was really cool and movie just bought it so i'm really excited it's like good when you know that like a film you watch is getting a release date because like sometimes like we are, we're all going through the am i okay thing where it has not where been- is am i okay it's where is it? year where is um, it so that one was really good i also loved rye lane a lot that was really fun um and what oh my gosh oh invisible there's so many good documentaries invisible beauty was really good um fantastic machine like altered my brain chemistry because it just makes you think about the power of cameras which was like scary um i also saw oh mommy wata which won best cinematography um which was like such an insane visual movie which i highly recommend i hope that one gets bought um a lot of good ones I think the one that I didn't like was <laughs> sorry Jane Campion I think your daughter should not be a director was bad behavior um usually like I have a benefit of a doubt for a movie like I don't think there's anything that I truly don't like but this one it was like we didn't need this Jennifer Conley like we didn't need you in this and then it made me really mad because I got so tired watching that that I fell asleep in a movie I actually wanted to watch in the five-hour window. Um, so I feel like that was probably one of the ones where I was like, oh, I do not like this. But everything else is kind of like, oh, you love it. Or it's like, okay, this is okay. Also, Cat Person was really good. Um, it was really insane because I didn't read the New York Times story. I was going to before I saw it, but I want, wanted to be surprised. And that was just, that was a ride. Also watching that with an audience was insane because everyone's like groaning and laughing and like gasping at the same time. So it's like fun to see that. And then also Infinity Pool, um, which I've seen twice now. And I'm I'm surprised at how much I liked it because I, again, wasn't really sure about what the movie was. But yeah, great lineup of films, very 
queer Sundance this year, which we love. I love um, all of your Ben Wishaw updates. It was um, part of like the best part of my week, honestly. Um, but yeah, stay tuned for Jillian's cat person review, which is amazing. Um, and you can, if you're here and you are not wanting to, like, don't mind if you're spoiled, the New Yorker article you can read for free for right now. So thank you, New Yorker, for giving us something. Um, Nicole, <laughs> what about you? Have you been watching anything this last week? I have watched quite a few things. Um, I just bought virtual tickets to three Sundance films, um, the third of which I will be watching after this podcast <laughs> uh, before it expires. Um, but I watched Fair Play, which, you know, I don't think it's a perfect film. I think it does have some really interesting ideas that it's playing with. And I think that the way that it depicts like office politics and gender is unfortunately so real um, <laughs> and so well done. And I think that, uh, Phoebe, how, do we know how her name is pronounced? I feel like I'm always saying it wrong. Phoebe Diefner? Um, I think that's it, the way I heard it on another podcast. So I feel like. Okay. I feel like that's it. what I've heard in interviews, yeah. but I yeah. always second guess it. But I really had liked her on Bridgerton, but she didn't like have that much to do on that show. So I had kind of been curious if she was actually talented or not. Uh, but this movie definitely made me think like oh okay she is genuinely very talented she has a scene at the end that I was like oh holy shit um yeah Jillian knows what I'm talking about (laughs) um and then I also watched sometimes I think about dying which I actually really liked I think if anyone has ever worked like a mind-numbing office job you might relate to it the way that it captures sort of the feeling of like emptiness is really compelling really visceral and I think that Daisy Ridley is fantastic in it it does sort of feel like a short film that got dragged out for too long but I think it's honestly worth it for Daisy Ridley's performance and also some really gorgeous cinematography um, and then in non-Sundance films that I've watched this week, uh, a few things. I rewatched Do Revenge because my sister was watching it. And I'm now ready to say on record that Do Revenge is one of the best films of 2022. And I actually think one of the films of 2022 that will have the most longevity. Um, I think that's going to become a cult classic in the style of like Heathers. So um, where is the Criterion Netflix? Literally, I want I want like a special Criterion <laughs> two pack with that and Heathers. Um, I also watched Gladiator, which I definitely had seen like back in high school, but did not remember. And I'm just going to plug that Maggie Lovett and I did a special episode of Petticoats and Poppies about Gladiator um, because of the news about the Gladiator sequel coming with Oscar nominee Paul Mescal, uh in the lead. So, you know man of the moment um and then the other thing that i watched was i watched barbarian um which is a plot twist for me <laughs> uh and everyone and- goes wild yeah, everyone's muted but everyone's like hell yeah it- babylon <laughs> <laughs> it literally was quite something i mean kinsey and i watched it over skype together so she can speak to my reactions to it um i was not ready for that film y'all at all in any we way we had to form. keep being like it's not scary you can watch it's not scary you can watch because i could see nicole looking off to the side i literally was shutting <laughs> down um but no it's so good and it's really impressively shot and a really interesting 
uh movie in terms I mean like I think it it actually has some interesting things to like say about say yes exactly I'm like I feel like that sounds weird to say about a movie like Barbarian but I really think it does horror Um, movies are like the queen and king of like having something to say even with being so silly but Zach Krager with his eight figure mm -hmm. deal this week so the timing the timing was Nicole watched Barbarian and then Zach Krager signed some huge deals. So honestly, like you, maybe Nicole. that's related somehow. I don't know. It is. Uh, <laughs> somehow the Hollywood said if even Nicole will watch his movies, then we'll, <laughs> we'll give him the money. Uh, but yeah, so I, I had a very full film week and I'm excited to watch my last Sundance film tonight, which is um, all Dirt Roads, Taste or Salt. Ooh. That's exciting. I also um, want to say that's a great one that I forgot about because I watched so many where it's like, yeah. <laughs> I can't think of a movie I watched before that one where like, I felt like I was there because like, it's the senses of everything. Like, Ooh. it was very nature-esque and I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm like touching the grass. Like it's very textured filmmaking or like, I feel like I can smell what's happening. It was very weird, but like such a unique experience and Oh, I, I hope wait. someone buys that. I, don't, I think A24 has that one. But mm-hmm. like that one was like insane of how you feel like you're there. But obviously you're not. I love that. Um, Jacob, have you been watching anything or just waiting for The Last of Us tonight? Um, well, this week I rewatched After Sun and got three of my friends to watch After Sun by telling them it's a great family movie. Um, um, did they sue you? I think only one of them is talking to me. The other two kind of put me on hiatus Rightfully for a so. Bit. Rightfully <laughs> so. Um, I also saw Infinity Pool last night, which was my first ever Cronenberg movie. Either dad or son. Never what? seen one before. Yeah. I'm filing charges against you. Well, I always thought it was- I'm going to make you a list. Too much. <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, this week, I- Tomorrow- I have to, or this week though, I'm watching two Sundance movies, Slow and When It Melts. Um, I am, I have to fit in watching Black Swan and Suspiria in the next two days. So what? Why that. in the next two days? Because you're you did the January movies. Oh my god, I did January. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, get so on I'm, it. You, I'm, you get, have... I'm gonna do those in the next two days. Okay, uh, I need a book report. And on Tuesday, I'm hopefully going to go see 80 for Brady. So um, this upcoming week is going to be a big one for me. But so but this past week, not not so much. Just kind of waiting until, of course, until tonight and then a busy week next week. Um, I love that. Um, I also saw Infinity Pool and then I followed it up by watching EO in a theater. I previously watched it at home. And that movie in a theater, even if you have seen it and you saw it at home, like if it's playing in a theater, that cinematography and a score in a theater is just so good. And um, I love that film so much. Um, I'm kind of sad. I like it was like my number 10 all year. And then like towards the end when I was like redoing my rankings, it fell out. But my God, what a film. Um, Also, the nine donkeys that play EO should be in contention for best lead actor. I don't know how we would do that since it's nine donkeys, but like we should have figured it out because what a beautiful performance. They um, could just give them a special honorary Oscar. 
they should give them and the donkey that plays Jenny like something mm-hmm. because like what are the chances of having this many donkeys in the cinema? Uh, like at once. Um, I watched something else, but I cannot remember. So that's probably a bad sign for whatever it was. Um, if someone can figure out what movie I watched on Tuesday, you're a real one. Um, but not Tuesday, Wednesday, because Tuesday was the Oscar nominations, and we have a podcast where we reacted to them. Adriano even did it from Sundance. He was like living it up. Um, but. Because things are a little slower right now, since we have like the stillness of the nominations are here and nothing started to take shape, we kind of wanted to run through just the Best Picture nominees, see where else they could pick up some wins, see if that will add to their contention for being a Best Picture contender. Um, I guess the easiest one to start out with would be Triangle of Sadness. Um, It has three nominations. Best Picture, Best Director, and Original Screenplay. Um, the nominations are the win themselves. Congrats. Yeah. Um, but you know what was a win? Do you know what was a win? And I don't think we gave her enough credit. Was Miss Allison Williams with all of her correct pronunciations and yes. of every nominee's Congrats. name. Yeah, beautiful. Everyone should do that. Mm-hmm. I love it. But she correctly said Ruben Ostlin, and I was like, oh my god, this girl really did the most, the most that she could do, and I really love it. But yes, Ruben Ostlin, the nominations are yeah. the wins. I think I have, I know that I have Ostlin, and I have the film itself sitting in like the last spot in my predictions. I think I have uh, it last place for all three categories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do too. Except for um, maybe picture. I feel like it's like really worthy like nominations. So it's like mm-hmm. as we're saying, like, I'm glad they all got in. I wish acting like Dolly got in. So I'm it's like, how do you watch that movie without awarding the performances? And to their defense, it was a really stacked supporting actress category. I feel like we could have knocked out one person in my opinion. But I I don't know, because I feel like it's such a cold, it became such a cultural movement of a movie that like I'm glad it was included and the Ruben and directing was like I don't know that was like I was like whoa oh my gosh he made it um but I think like screenplay that would be a fun like win a surprise win because that screenplay was really layered and fun yeah I I wonder I think Dolly was sixth honestly like I really do think she was sixth but I do wonder if like her being like like her scenes are like in the third act. That's what I was going to say. Maybe some people just didn't. We know how Academy members are. Like you never know if they like really finished a movie or not. I also guess maybe like the support for it just came from other branches, and the Mm -hmm. actors didn't care for the film that much. And I, I definitely feel like I could see that being the case. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure. yeah, the movie had like no guild support at all. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, I maybe mean, it was a very industry favored film, like, under, like, behind the scenes, like, everyone was holding so many screenings and like requesting screeners. So, I think people just enjoyed it as a film, which is important. Um, but I don't know. I feel like it's a win for it overall that it kept momentum from Cannes. Yeah, that was a long mm-hmm. time. And um we had a lot I'm of excited. 
Yeah, it's really crazy how many movies are from Cannes. Oh, well, um, like the first literally. half of the year. Yeah, want, there's a lot. Because of the controversy, I want them to release like how many votes each person got. Well, my dream is when they do Best Picture. They eliminate. They, they eliminate live throughout the show. <laughs> In 10th place. So mean. Have a safe so flight mean. back. You know it. who they could have do it too is Ryan Seacrest. Give us that American Idol PTSD. Like yep. the votes are in. It's like the votes are in. wait. What about um, remember out, American, remember when American Idol first started and there were two hosts? Yeah. Where's that guy? Get him some back. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't have it. Um, I think if it was competing for best international film, which it didn't qualify for, then I would have more like maybe but it would be yeah that would be it's like chance mm-hmm. yeah but since it's not then um yeah i just feel like it's that the nomination is the win um a movie where i do think there's one possible win avatar the way of water which i feel like is weird to talk about at ninth but like whatever um it was nominated for best picture visual effects production design and sound Adriano, what are you thinking about avatars? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, visual effects just engrave the name now. I think that's <laughs> that and like supporting actor, like the biggest just lock of the nights. I think I don't think production design is impossible. You know, I, I not I I would put up like maybe third or fourth place, but like I think it's like something to look out for because the first one won. You know, production design of the movie is very easy to admire, especially you know at the um. What's the water place called? The water place. Yeah, there. Um, it is, you know, nice to look at. So I, I think it's possible, but also like, you know, it's visual effects de- done, science don't deliver. It's not winning sound. Production design is a possibility. So. Yeah. I, um... I agree because I def- I think I have it in third in production design. I think like, I don't know if anybody else has seen all those um, behind the scene featurettes. They've been like rolling mm-hmm. out. But they mm. just put one out about the production design. And I was like, interesting. Yeah. No, it seeing that movie only got four nominations was like something that shocked me um, after nomination day. Just because it's Avatar, you know, and seeing it only get four. But I guess it makes sense. Like you said, VFX is pretty locked. Um, I think a production design nominate or win would be deserved. Uh, but that's the only other place I could truthfully see it winning. Yeah, I I don't really think it's it would be a cool sound win, especially because I every time I've seen it, I've seen it three times. Um, the first two times I saw it, I saw it in IMAX 3D, and the sound was obviously so cool. And the last mm-hmm. time I saw it was at a on a 4D screening, and um. The sound did not, it was obviously not as cool as the IMAX theater, Mm -hmm. but it's still so impressive. And like, I don't think people realize like how cool the sound work is because of the way the performances are filmed and like the way that so much of it is visual effects, but like also so much of it is not visual effects, which I am learning constantly with Mm -hmm. all of these featurettes. So I do think if people are like really find out about the way the sound was created and captured that it would be like more so contending in this category but i feel like it still has that weird backlash of that i participated in in 2009 2010 (laughs) um 
that it's not that it's an animated movie so uh you know um yeah I just don't think outside of visual effects or production design it really has a chance it would be hilarious if it won picture though because then we would be going like Coda won with three nominations Avatar won with four and then we could like look out for what has five next year which is clearly Infinity Pool <laughs> Nicole is there anything you wanted to add about Avatar the way of water I think you're absolutely right in terms of the fact that it seems like it's sort of already has the visual effects award like that sort of feels pretty done uh engrave it already type of thing and I mean it's the sort of film that I think in a year that didn't have some of these like films that are the other sound nominees it definitely could have one but I just feel like there's other things this year that are going to take it uh I i you know what? Maybe it will win picture. Maybe Big Jim will get that. Right? That's what we can give him. Jolene. You know, but here's the thing. Big Jim doesn't need to win best picture because he's about to have one, two, the and three. Top, yeah, three highest grossing films at the box office. So in case he can fund you, more visits to the Titanic wreck. In case you're <laughs> not um, aware, Avatar The Way of Water became the fourth highest grossing film of all time. James Cameron currently has one, three, and four because he has Avatar and then Titanic at three and Avatar The Way of Water at four. Because Titanic is being re-released in the theaters, we can get it to number two. And Avatar The Way of Water is definitely getting to number three. And that will mean there are no Marvel movies in the top three. And they will all three be Jim, big Jim. We got to do it. And then that, Ant-Man and the Wasp comes out. Or Ant-Man <laughs> What is the full name? No, you have to say the full name. If you can't say the full name. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Every time I see the trailer and like another word pops up, I'm like, I can't take this. Um, but Jillian saw footage of Avatar The Way of Water at uh, D23 and was like, this shit's winning visual effects. So uh, it's like insane. Like I didn't. So I still haven't seen the first one, but I've seen <laughs> one three times. Um, and like they gave us 3D glasses and it was when people were like, oh, who's going to watch 3D movies? And I feel like there's such backlash about this movie being in 3D and then everyone saw it in 3D and they're like, oh yeah, it works. And like that footage well, right from there is like, this is this is coming. This is coming for all effects. People forgot that nobody knows how to do 3D the way that Big Joe like, does. It was, and it's he's not the, even like the whole thing isn't even in 3D. It's like, it's you use the moments when it needs to be. The and, only director who should be allowed to use 3D. And the, I yeah well i was just gonna say it's funny because when all the best pictures come back to the theaters it's coming back as in 3d only at least around me it is like it's not doing a 2d version i still want tar in 3d if focus features is listening to us um but um, i also think production design would be really fun for avatar especially that i think the strongest part of the movie for me personally when i was watching is like that third act and like mm-hmm. i think when you think of production design you really think of like these huge set pieces and the only one that I would like put above it is like Babylon but like I think that would be a really fun win and like really well deserved which is like the intricate designs and details of the different locations you're moving across and like specifically that third act which like I feel like really cemented the movie for audiences yeah I can't wait to watch Titanic in 3D now that I watched that final act in 3D like 
I am ready. I'm ready. And it's also such a good callback to like his other films, just like in that one sequence, which I also really loved about Avatar. And like, I wonder if like people voters would like put that together with also Titanic being re-released of like, wow, look at the skill that he yeah. learned. James hates it when boats are, you know, not sinking. <laughs> he hates it when they don't like flip over and then like go down like yeah, a degree. Whenever yeah. he sees the like... boat operating as intended, he shakes his fist. <laughs> <laughs> we love that for a big chip. Um, so sadly, I think the next one in our lineup would be Women Talking, which has two nominations, Best Picture and Adapted Screenplay. But I do think it's still number one in adapted screenplay. Mm-hmm. I, do too. I... I think that picture nom is kind of all it really needed to win. Like, yeah. I, I am doing something a little crazy currently in adapted screenplay. I haven't I'm, checked, I'm but with, I swear to God, if you have Top Gun Maverick at number one, I'm going to quit. No. no Kenzie, <laughs> think about who you're know, talking I know to. what you're doing, and I have the same thing. In that case, oh, yeah. I can see it but i also think women talking is just, you know a little bit more like screenplay you know what i mean so, that's uh, if if that, it had even one more nomination i would still have it winning but i think i think like it's definitely my number two and i i'm sure in between now and the oscars we'll be continually flip-flopping the two of them like every week get ready for me to do that kens i'm so sorry um but i think yeah it's still a very strong contender for winning adapted even though it's do you remember the the good old days several months ago when we thought it might be winning picture? I do. Yeah. I do. Oh, I do. I don't. Um, don't remember when people were predicting it. I, oh, I remember. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I remember people thinking that it was. Yeah. Yeah. Winning picture. I didn't know it was going to sink to this low, but. Um, I cannot so believe much. we're here. I made a yeah. TikTok about it the day it premiered at Telluride about how it was winning. <laughs> it said, it has. I said, this it, is your best picture winner. Get used to it. It had the trajectory. And that's many- that's on us for, for trusting UA, I gotta say. Yeah. I'm never trusting yeah. it again. I will oh, cry. I have, I, friend, I have a friend who's like really excited for that uh Zendaya movie that's coming up with Luca Guadagnino. And I just immediately, mm. as soon as women talking started sticking, I just said low expectations ASAP. Like well, and I'm sorry, it's Luca. Yeah. He is not a big oscar guy yeah i mean this um, might be a little more their alley but like if suspiria couldn't get a makeup nomination <laughs> i have no faith <laughs> oh my god jacob just watch it oh i'm watching it i am um, i'm gonna i'm gonna piss everybody off you know what's next on my list top gun maverick it is nominated for best picture adapted fucking screenplay editing original song by Lady Gaga and Blood Pop, visual effects and sound. It's not okay. I actually only have it sitting in my best picture predictions, one spot up from where you're putting it currently. So you know, I have it in the exact same spot that you. I have it. So (laughs) it has enough nominations that you're like, I have to consider it a little higher than wherever. But I'm so. I'm so sorry. All the film pros who are like, Top Gun Maverick is definitely winning Best Picture. Like, no, calm not. down. Yeah, after they watched <laughs> their first Oscars ever. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Don't say that about Soups. He probably watched last uh, year, too. Yeah, <laughs> he was waiting true. for No Way he, Home to win. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, he was waiting. 
so okay painful. but honestly like, i do think that like tom cruise not getting into actor which first of all was never happening thank you have a list of everyone who yelled at me because I tweeted that it was not happening and the men who replied Adriano <laughs> <laughs> but no, like Adriano truly... said Adriano said buckle up <laughs> <laughs> no I, I really do think though that shows that like it doesn't have this like no. overall terribly strong support in the academy that people like have acted like it has like i think it's because i think it's the thing that's killing it is that tom cruise can't like do anything yeah, he, can't, he can't show up to interviews. stuff he can't like it's not interesting like who like okay miles teller shows up like is that supposed to get me through like yes like glenn powell the star power if, like, if they were using glenn powell better they could be doing better <laughs> Which is like why I think it's not gonna do. I will say sound. I do like the sound of it. That would be like make sense to me. But I feel like it's not gonna do well anywhere else because of the Tom Cruise aspect of it. Which I said months ago, and people were like, "No, he can go everywhere. He's so loved. <laughs> He's very loved by if he can't if he can't jump out of a plane and land somewhere then he's not going by the airplane industry yeah yeah i hot take as of right now and again these are my like initial reactions i i truly maintain that i can change them anytime i don't know what you predict right now is your final prediction listen i just don't want people to come yell at me I didn't um, tell anybody, but this is going to be posted as our final prediction. <laughs> shut up. Um, no, but truly, I don't think it's going to sound. Um, I don't think it's winning. Whoa. I think it's going home with zero Same. Win. Same. Mm-hmm. I think zero the wins. nominations, once again, the nominations are the win. They're going to yep. say, hey, we let you in at the Academy Awards. You're welcome. Now have a fun time in the audience. We gave you a <laughs> the it's- only thing I think it could have won because of how it had been performing was cinematography. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's so weird that it missed. And so is um, it because the cinematography wait. was literally that one scene, like how in the gay moments the editing is that one scene of how he teaches people what editing is when he uncovers his parents' divorce. And so I think with that, like, the cinematography was very laughable, because I was like, it's literally that one sequence of the entire... Also, I'm so sorry, but the cinematography in Top Gun Maverick is no better than the cinematography in Devotion, the other plane year from this past year, that had the same flight team. Mm -hmm. And it's only because the movie made so much money that people were paying attention to it. I said it. Um, Yeah. Sound is a pretty stacked category. I don't know. I I just don't think it's winning sound because I think something else is winning sound that's winning like a ton more Oscars. Or like Elvis. But like now I'm kind of I don't know. I think it's something else in sound. Um well and- I do have top gun winning sound at the moment. Uh I do think I think like it has enough like clearly like, I, I think the people who think it's winning picture are like, all right, no, no, obviously it's not. But like I feel like it has it clearly has the love and the passion, not just in the academy, but just in general, that I don't think a sound or an editing win is like bonkers, which is why I have both of them winning. Will you use it winning editing too? Yep. Ooh. Interesting. Ooh. Interesting. I have it ranked last in film editing. 
I actually have a second in film editing. I I, I could see them using that as like a, this is where we're going to reward Top Gun. Let's give it editing because of like the integration of all the the flight scenes and stuff. Um, If they're even thinking that hard. But I don't think it's winning. I think something that's more obvious editing is winning. I just truly think the it's the age old Don Draper argument. I don't know if Adriana's gotten here yet, but that's what the money is for. Um, I have not gotten. I know the scene, but I haven't gotten to it yet. Like that, like you don't need Oscars too. Um, but it is a technically well made film. I just um, attacked a screenplay. Are we fucking serious? It's fifth place. It's, it, I have it a fifth. I have living in glass onion above it. Like. <laughs> No, it's not winning screenplay. Here's the I thing. Who, I know people who think it is to justify a picture win. No. <laughs> like, no. Kinsey, I, like what you said on the podcast on Tuesday made me understand the nomination a little bit more, but I still hate it. <laughs> I love the I movie made, and I wouldn't. I made you it. understand it? What did I say? You said you said people came out of it and they were like, this is how you do sequels. This is oh, how you do yeah, legacy yeah. sequels. And like, yeah. But you know the same thing for glass onion okay to be honest if that was why it got nominated they should have nominated mama mia here we go again (laughs) back when that came out so they should have nominated both of them i think women talking if they send everyone the book if they can do that and they have to read the book and the script they'd be like oh yeah (laughs) same what she said honestly yeah because i'm like one out same with living i'm like all of these that i truly want to say same with All Quiet. Like the book I want to say that they dropped book. the ball this year because last year I feel like I got so many press packages with books in them. Books. And this I, year I, I was not sending sent scripts again. any books. Where yeah. are my books, people? Last Onion Thank said, you. here's a bandana. Here's <laughs> and I said, that's fucking dumb. Send me a book, Netflix. I really, really wanted a nice copy of All Quiet, so I'm kind of mad at Netflix about yeah. it. Yeah, I feel like with these, like that's why Top Gun, Maverick. I'm like, if same with like how I felt when I read the Joker script. Like, what if they send people? <laughs> you're plane. like, you're like, hmm, how did this get in here? Listen, like, if Top Gun, Maverick sent me a plane, I would have voted for it in that category. <laughs> like, <I wouldn't> <laughs> <mind>. <laughs> you have to sit down and read Top Gun, Maverick. I'm sure you, you would be like, hmm. Well, who I mean, here has read? We're not on this page. They, they didn't. They never released that script. I just realized they never released that one. They did that on her. Why? Just sit down yeah. and read the magazine article. Yeah, I was supposed to say. Has I'm anybody read the magazine because... article? I honestly like how much of that script do we think is actually script and how much was like I feel like it has say to something not. like this. All Christopher McQuarrie came in and said put an action shot here and an action shot here. <laughs> Take out all of this dialogue. That's why I didn't get a director nom because that's truly what happened director wise. Mm-hmm. Um, Last Onion isn't my favorite but like think of the intricacies that Ryan Johnson put in that script and it's in the it's same literally script. that puzzle box that they <laughs> also yeah. just Ryan Johnson it. is a great writer so he would be a worthy winner and he has to be in the same category as Top Gun Maverick where they probably like when when you read scripts for musicals that haven't come out yet they put like the song and they're like words here and I'm like that's how it, like words to come soon and that's how I imagine this entire script Mm-hmm. Top Gun Maverick. Like, I'm sorry. I saw someone tweet a thread about um, that scene with Ed Harris. <laughs> that is one of the worst written scenes I've ever seen. Yeah. 
it is so cheesy and just awful and like the blocking is so weird in that scene because they're trying to make tom cruise look young i almost called him tom hanks i'm so sorry tom hanks why would you do that to tom hanks (laughs) Hanks. colonel himself how could i do that to the colonel breaking box office records with a man called otto (laughs) good for him good for him um i guess that's how we transition to a man called otto i'm just kidding um i actually think the fablemans is next which has seven nominations um best picture director original screenplay lead actress from michelle williams supporting actor for judd hirsch production design and original score um we can take original score off the table i don't know what was nominated i don't even remember that movie having music other than the dance at the camp that was literally that was literally like me when i got out of the the uh premiere i was like talking to a few people and they were we were all of us like all of us were just like was there a score was well, there even people, a score in that movie? people were like oh my gosh the score stuck with me one of john williams greatest and i'm like where was the score They're liars those people are liars i just remember the songs from his plays or his videos <laughs> and like he didn't write those before. i'll just go ahead and say uh spoilers i don't have the fablemans winning anything maybe no. and honestly and honestly, I think the only thing it has even the the most minuscule of a shot of winning is kind of sort of director. And that's I only, agree. And that's only if it wins DGA, which at this point I'm kind yeah. of considering a long shot. I'm just gonna say, and I think part of it honestly is that like Spielberg had a movie last year at the Oscars that was stronger in all of the craft categories and acting categories. It just peaked too early. It happens every year. Yep. We fall for it every Star is Born, all of them. They all Belfast. They all literally dropped when they announced the Fablemans in production design. Same. Yeah, what was that and about? I was like, The Rocks? Yeah, that was a nice looking school. I do think it's because there's a lot of different sets. Uh-huh. And that was why. Because it was something, I don't think I predicted it, but I think I had it at six. Yeah. It just like makes sense when you look at it like, how many set pieces like they're obviously not big set pieces but there are like set pieces and yeah. i think they do a good job of um showing like speaking of a star is born arizona versus uh california like they do a good job of establishing like it's two very different households one is very open and warm and the other one's cold and, like it plays a part into the story i would have never put it there but i do understand the nomination yeah. um i i get it i guess i i haven't i just hate it yeah i just hate it i hate it as best original screenplay i do say understand it but i hate it it's a name check thing it was i also hate michelle williams taking up a spot in lead actress for a a supporting performance like and that's not even me not liking the performance which i don't but that's beside the point it's that (laughs) she's if paul dano is supporting then so is she yeah i kind of like would have put paul dano and just if he has a nomination and we could call him oscar nominated paul dano but honestly i'm waiting for him to come back and get a nomination as a director so come on paul um if you like movies yes if you like movies about um divorce uh Paul Dano's film that's a part of the Criterion Collection. Yep. Wildlife. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know who doesn't have a film in the Criterion Collection? Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. Yeah, Spielberg. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I think I think they should put <laughs> If they're gonna put a film of his in, I think they should put Jurassic Park. 
for the, sure. Lex the marketing the should be they they make um they really instead of re-releasing the Fablemans in theaters, they re-release all of Sammy's films. Oh my Wait, god, as a short for, film question, as short honestly, film collections, the, I would go. The Sammy Fablemans Film Festival. We should we should put it together. Gabriel LaBelle can come. Yep. In character. He can host. He can host. Um, there's um this really cute movie theater. I can't remember the name of it. It's British. And they had a TikTok that like went viral of some kid talking to Steven Spielberg at a QA for the Fablemans, and it is so yeah. cute. Aww. I can't remember the name of the theater, but it's one of my favorites because they have this like stairwell that they put um graphics on for films. And like oh. I have a cool picture of like living on the stairs. They do like, but they have like costumes for corsage right now. Yeah. Um, but they it was oh, like a really cute TikTok about. of like a I'm kid. I'm so mad I can't think of which one it is. But it was really funny. I saw a tweet and they were like, wow, those it's more of a comment than a question. Kids start real early. And <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so good. Um, so I think we're getting into like the the big contenders here. Mm-hmm. Because yes. I don't know where to go next. Um, I'm going to go Tar, mm-hmm. which is nominated for Picture, Director, Original Screenplay, Lead Actress for Kate Blanchett, Cinematography, and Editing. I cannot stop moving between Kate Blanchett and Michelle Yeoh winning. So... Same. That's a 50-50. That is a 50-50. Like, I think we should just give them both an award. I just wish it was two different years. Because they're both like the strong, arguably the strongest performances in both of their careers that I think would both deserve to be cemented forever with an Academy Award. I'm like, why do they have to come out the same year? Like, and both of them have spoke about how this is like their favorite performance they've ever given. And I'm like, why? How do they have to make it so hard? It's, it's so hard. I like. Uh, I truly don't know. Um, I, feel like I if she wins SAG, it'll be a little wrapped up in a way. But yeah, right now, this moment, it's very like tough to like say who's ahead. Who do you guys think is winning BAFTA? Kate? I'm gonna uh, go I mean, crazy and I'm gonna say Michelle. I don't know. Cause they actually because they did like everything everywhere more than I mm-hmm. thought they would. Yeah. They it can go really either either way for both of them, for both SAG and BAFTA. Like SAG can go for yeah. I'm so excited that I love both of the lead actress like contenders normally there's like two that are kind of like up in the air and i you know sometimes they're going close in the wife i like you never know (laughs) um i do think it could actually pull off a uh editing win Hmm. it's very very connected to the story and his direction and if like Mm -hmm. because i don't think todd field has a chance of winning director so i'm wondering if like what if they go wild he wins dga hear me out hear me out this is chromatica we're living on he wins dga he'll never win at the oscars but the editing is so tied into how he wants to tell the story and he has no shot in original screenplay so i'm like the original screenplay is split between banshees and everything everywhere all at once and then todd you're not gonna like my answer jillian it's the (laughs) what if if the fablemans win well, everyone is stuck between the three of them. If the Fablemans wins original screenplay, oh, I will. I've seen such a devastating, honest interpretation of divorce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
sorry, were we talking about everything everywhere all at once again? What? <laughs> I think I can see Tart winning editing. I think that's its strongest other than actress of like, I feel like I can't walk away with nothing. I'm so scared of this. Because I think people what, like Tar? it enough to want to get Yeah, it. if Tar doesn't win actress, well, I, I feel, feel like, like... I, I, I feel like Blanche, it's the only like real really strong possibility if it wins editing i feel like that would be kind of a, a little bit of a shock mm-hmm. um you can maybe make a case for cinematography because that's so wide open right now but i feel like there there is a possibility that we're just looking at that taurus blanchard or bust and there's nothing stopping yeo so you know i i have it right now as sort of it's blanchard or it's nothing i feel mm-hmm. like this is a weird oscars year where with a couple of exceptions, I think a lot of the awards are going to go to, like, one of three or four movies. Okay, because yeah. someone was talking about how they were so excited that the Oscars, there was nothing that had, like, 14 or 12 nominations. That it was kind of, like, spread out. And I was like, what on earth are you talking about? Yeah, like, I know. Yeah, we have a couple that are, like, at six or three or whatever. But, like, there are so many seven, eight, and nine. And then everything everywhere at 11 like and the thing is like like we'll talk about shortly banshees all quiet and elvis are like and everything everywhere are all gonna either like win like four or five like or zero like it's like or zero Uh because the other one of those like heavy-hitted nominated movies is going to win like it's like if it's not one of those movies it's the other movie so it's like I, it's just such a weird it's such a year of like they did not spread the wealth like well, the they thing, went overboard well the thing with tar is like i well i feel like with the other movies it's like oh there's like a clear um like strong suit of this movie like that makes sense to like push versus like everything where it's like watching tar like everything is so interconnected that it's like i can't see them only award like going like everything they i feel like it has to go like everything or nothing because it's like you can't just how that movie is crafted like you can't acknowledge one that's why i'm glad i got editing and cinematography like you can't acknowledge like the acting without the screenplay or the editing without the cinematography like it's so weirdly crafted where i don't think there's like this is the one strong suit of the movie versus like a lot of these other ones it's like Elvis, like, you can push the crafts, you can push, like, Austin, or, like, mm-hmm. Banshees. Obviously, like, the screenplay is the strongest part, and I don't know why Martin McDonough got a directing nomination, but it's, like, that was the only one I feel, besides everything ever all at once, where it's, like, there's an obvious, like, interconnectedness with all the nominations, where something needs to happen. Yeah, I just think that, and then that it's competing in categories other than cinematography, where, like, there's, like, two things that are like contending to win there that like really hurt it but I don't know cinematography is so weird I honestly think that if Warner Brothers really hops on it that our next one could take it because it could make history so Elvis has eight nominations best picture lead actor Frost and Butler sound production design costume design makeup and hairstyling cinematography and editing um, I think if you push that for cinematography as it could be a historically like huge win for the first woman to win in that category, mm-hmm. I, w- <laughs> I would love that. Sorry, I just got a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> Did not realize my phone was turned on. Wow, Catherine Martin called you. 
She's like, it's actually, it's actually the all quiet back. team calling me to be like, thank you. <laughs> Say more. Um, I think Elvis could win editing for the most editing. <laughs> There's a lot it, of most editing this year. That's why There's it's like everything is like most editing. And I'm like, Tar is like just subtle, but like it works. And it's like, there's so, it's also like, very flashy editing there's like so much variety that it's like it really could go to like anyone or like people that are leading because it's like you have such a diverse like group of like that's why i'm like, saying don't doesn't. count out banshees because banshees could just clean up mm-hmm. yeah um but i think elvis could win there for like the most editing uh costume design and production design i will not be shocked if Catherine martin wins another pair um true. adriana does not like that but she i agree <laughs> i like there is a whole featurette on how they made graceland mm-hmm. yeah know. like it's crazy and she has never not won a pair of that in costume design and the costume design is impeccable and what she did with priscilla's costumes partnering with new Mew and prada is just outstanding and love it and just the recreation of so many looks is obviously really cool um sound i really think it's contending to win there mm-hmm. sound I is really good. A three i have it at three for sound i just think the sound is so, so do I. good the sound is like what i remember from if it the- wasn't going up against like top gun and all quiet which are like a much more showy in their sound design i would probably be like shaking but i feel like that's gonna be hard to beat yeah, all quiet. But I will say, a big as much as it pains me to say it, I think other than maybe everything ever all once, Elvis is like contending for them for like oh, probably the most wins. Oddly enough, probably you can make an argument for everything except for maybe picture because like t- director and screenplay mess, so I can't really make a case for picture. But like you know, it can win. Uh, yeah, picture is the only one I don't think it has a shot. Yeah. yeah. But I feel yeah. like there I is. Product- I have it winning just production design right now because I I don't see it winning nothing. It sucks. I, I really do think nothing. there's a world where it wins nothing. What if it yeah, wins best actor? It can win an actor. It could win, win actor. I think the production design is just like the production aspect of the film is like the strongest, other than mm-hmm. his performance. I don't think it's gonna win best picture because I don't like. I'm going off a of best picture as like what like ten years from now or like oh like what was 2022 about? And I don't think the life of Elvis like <laughs> matches up. Actually, it has a lot. I don't think it's winning best. I picture, think it, but with what happened with Britney Spears, which will be remembered forever. Yep. Yeah, because it is happening with so many celebrities. People are coming out like saying like this, this, and this. And I think that like I never knew that about Elvis. And that was the first thing. Like we talked about it on our podcast review of Elvis. Like I never knew that. And that was the connection I walked away with the most. And I think a lot of people will think about that kind of connection. And like we're moving into this weird thing with celebrities where like Mm -hmm. you see people being like, like approaching them when they're like just walking outside and people are like leave them alone like you don't know what's going on and it's like I think like celebrity is like the theme of that but I don't think it has a shot in picture but I do think it's like one or two in a lot of the other categories which is like why I'm like it could walk away with nothing because it could just be like two well because I think especially I think especially if Banshees all of a sudden were to rise um, because like then it would make sense that 
Colin Farrell takes actor. Banshees maybe takes some of the texts that Elvis could have well, gotten. I and I mean, I know up against Banshees and anything except for editing. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like it takes editing then. Yeah. And I think that like if we see Banshees have a push, what that does then is push people to reward other things and categories that might have otherwise gone to Elvis. Does that make sense? Like I think that yeah, I think that Banshees is the only film that could have a real rise that would cost Elvis everything. Because I think even if Brendan wins actor, Elvis is still going to get a lot of the tech awards because the whale's not like nominated for much. You know what I mean? Like I, but I currently have Elvis. Where do you, I was just gonna say, I currently have Elvis winning actor, uh, costume production and hair and makeup and editing. I wanted to ask about makeup because I think it. That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> no questions asked. It can win. I do want to ask. Do we think the fact that you know, all due respect, Butler doesn't really resemble Elvis in the movie, like, like to like to, to that like strong degree, not like to the point where it's like it's like an insane transformation. Do we think that could have an effect? Or so I think what Elvis has above all the other nominees is that it's a period piece that also has a lot of prosthetic work. And I think that we've seen in what they like look for there is that they like period pieces and they like prosthetic work. So you mm. combine them. Like I think all the work on Priscilla in hair and makeup yeah. is really strong. Obviously for better or for worse, like there is the work on Tom Hanks that we've seen before that like, they don't necessarily really care if it's a good transformation. They just like a transformation. And, and I just want to. I just want to. At the ask. end, he does look like him. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and, that, and that and like the untrained melody. Yeah. 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 And there's a lot of also just work on like all the audience shots and stuff well, with the hair and makeup we were, on the women. We were talking about this before that Austin has said in so many mm-hmm. interviews that he was studying footage so much to where when he came out on set when they were filming. He was blown away that like every single person had the same hair, the same eyeliner, the same everything from the videos. And he was like, that must have taken so long. And I think a lot of people forget this was the first movie shut down by COVID. So like they they were working with such restraints. And I feel like people don't realize like until they get their makeup done, how in your face they are. Like it's so much more than them just touching your face. Like they are so close to you. And to do that on a large scale number of people is really crazy but okay what i was gonna ask is because i do think the work on austin butler is actually really impressive because they're like slightly aging him throughout the film because he's way younger than elvis was for like a bulk of the film Mm -hmm. um is there a world where it wins makeup but it doesn't win actor oh absolutely yeah yeah i I think think it's possible because it's not entirely i also want to say say, it's the other way around i think it's a world where brendan wins and elvis wins makeup Uh, sorry and uh the whale wins makeup and austin wins I okay. I think there's especially a world if Colin wins actor mm-hmm. that Elvis still takes makeup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just think it's because you were saying, Nicole, that a lot of the makeup looks aren't tied directly to Austin. So it's like not just like the way it is with like certain past winners like Judy. <laughs> right. Or or uh, 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 Christian Bale. Yeah. Like it's not exactly just that. Um, so I, mean, this- I would put a wild card with the hair and makeup and go Babylon to the enemy. <laughs> well, like when you hear, like, I think, like, when you 
hear about like the decisions behind like a lot of the characters how it ties into the arcs like i think it's impressive when babylon yeah was it nominated i thought it was was it not no 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 jk Elvis, the whale, Batman, black panther five. took the spot that i think a lot of us thought was yeah. gonna go to babylon which I keep forgetting. Well, I, I keep thought, forgetting. Well, I thought I was Wait, going to blonde. What if Colin Farrell wins? I thought I was going to blonde. And Batman wins best makeup and hair. Yeah, that would be so cool. That would be so cool. Yeah, I really thought it was going to be Kenzie, blonde. Thank God we were both wrong. I know. I have blonde and Amsterdam in because I, I was like, they always go to. Okay. Well, all quiet. Got in. I know. Mm-hmm. So. But I'm just saying, thank God we were You're both good. wrong about blonde. Yeah, I thought it was tied to the actress performance, and I was like, they love wigs. Um, but then why quiet. did they nominate two Leslie? It's <laughs> not enough. Uh, France Fletcher didn't uh, pay them enough. Uh, how many times? I forgot have... to put that in the email. Does yeah. anyone have the stats <laughs> on how many times that has lined up with like actress and hair and makeup? Oh, I it's don't hard know. to look at because they just expanded it from three I to only five. remember from three to five yeah like like i, I remember you like can safely piece together if it was five bohemian rhapsody would have been nominated yeah if bohemian rhapsody would have been in the era of five but because it came out the same year of suspiria it did not because mm-hmm. it's the suspiria rule that yeah moved it to five adrian was saying no but i'm totally right i didn't say no what are you talking about? power of Tilda <laughs> Swinton. Um, but I think like he's saying Bohemian Rhapsody would have for sure been nominated. If but it still would have been lost. Five. It would have lost, but it would have been nominated for those teeth. Yeah. Would that be the first denture piece to me? Yeah. <laughs> those teeth are so bad. I'm sorry. That clip went viral again of the editing in that movie because of Elvis' is editing and someone was like, it's not this bad. And I was like... <laughs> I can't watch oh, the It also no, has a purpose. The editing in Elvis has a purpose. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. I, I was like, like holy shit. The editing <laughs> and sound in Elvis are just so like the good. sound is so good. And I'm so thankful so that good. Julian's on my side here. Like, I remember like, from the theater experience. I just remember like I just was very sur- like obviously it's surround sound in the theater, but like it just stays with you. It's like very hot. It's like so weird. I was like, I was thinking about um, specifically the scene of um, when he does the comeback special because you can hear a lot of people talking and it's like interlaced with various scenes, which is Adriano's favorite scene because Sandy Claus is a theme throughout the scene. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There's also like, I think that where like when you're in the theater, you feel like there's other people like yeah you can like hear people like having like little side conversations talking who's talking during this performance and it's the movie it's tom hanks asking if sandy claus is next the late that's why i wish sound mixing and editing were too separate Mm because like a lot of these films had such good like layering and then some of them were like better in like the way they edited the design and like can't we just keep them separated it's so funny when people are like, well, do you feel that way about production design? I'm like, no, I don't. Because they both get an Oscar and it's easier to accept. And like sound, it was so easy to like predict both of them versus like one. Now I feel like I have so much less going for me. Um, but with what I think is a big sound contender, All Quiet on the Western Front, Nicole's All Quiet on the Western Front that she made. Um, it's yes, I did for... make this one. <laughs> nominated for best picture adapted screenplay international feature 
production design, score, sound, cinematography, visual effects, and makeup and hairstyling. Someone explain to me why Edward Berger is not nominated. Anyways. I have no clue. Um, like, you know, it, it feels a little bit because like, Ruben Ostlin made Force Majeure. So, because he made a little bit like, nomination. It feels a little it's, bit like Denis Villeneuve missing for Dune. Like, exactly like, okay, so this film directed itself to nine nominations. Yes. I can't wait for every win. And then we now we know they will all be broadcasted live for them to say thank you to Edward Berger. It's also funny because it's the exact and same thing. And when Edward Berger himself wins. For oh, adapted yeah. screenplay. Yeah, it's like, yep. well, it's not what I was. <laughs> uh, and I have it winning four. Well, if he wins international feature, the country of Germany wins. Yeah, but he'll yeah. still make a speech. Um, That's true. It's not but it'll be in the Netflix office next to the Roma Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. At all. It is the dumbest role ever. Um, if I was studios, I just thought you can keep it. Like you can have it. <laughs> it's so weird. It also drives me nuts because like you can't say that person is an Oscar winner. Mm-hmm. Like yep. so infuriating. So um, I think Jacob said he has it winning four. I also have it winning four. Yeah, I we... assume they're the same four. Obviously, I, I have it two. taking obviously I have it taking um international. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like it very clearly has the most support of any of the international films. Hey, don't talk about EO like that. Listen, if only they could have nominated that donkey, then things could be different. Well, don't talk about close like that. <laughs> don't talk about the decision. Um, <laughs> I also have it winning cinematography. Yep. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's something that's like very strong. Uh, I also I have it winning sound currently. Yep. Uh, and then I have it winning adapted screenplay because yep. I think that we saw that there's a lot more support for it overall than there is for women talking. I also think it doesn't hurt that a lot of people, especially people more around like our parents' ages, um, I know read it in school as an assigned reading. So I think a lot more people are familiar with the source material than they are for women talking. And I think that that could play a difference. I also think that the fact that it's like in German, like may make them be like, oh, you know, the fact that it's adapted from a German novel uh, is a point in its favor. And I also think like it for anyone who is familiar with the novel, and I think if they're smart, they'll push this. The whole plot line with the Daniel Bruhl character about the armistice being like negotiated is added in and it's not in the book. So that's like a really smart move. Um, I, th- I also just think it's a very strong screenplay. And I think the fact that everyone essentially has read the screenplay because they read the subtitles, um, you know, I, obviously they didn't read all the screenplay, but they've con- most voters have consumed it through reading. Also doesn't hurt it. If Women Talking was like, had any sort of stronger showing, I would be like, oh, it's it's their award to lose. And I do still think they're a very strong contender for it. But I think if anything is going to rise above it, it's going to be All Quiet, who clearly had, like, like honestly, one nomination short of its best day possible. It's it's my number two in picture right now. I, I agree wholeheartedly with the screenplay. Um, and I think cinematography, I think the second Top Gun missed, everyone was like, oh, so it's going to All Quiet. Which is so funny, given that All Quiet, the two things that the original didn't win was screenplay and cinematography. Um, And this one, I feel like, is 
in the lead for both of those. Uh, but yeah, I absolutely agree with all four of those. And I think, you know, I think it's on its best day. It makes a really strong push at picture. Um, it just, it's, it's insane. A month ago, no one had it, you know, very few people had it nominated. And now we're talking about it being at least a top. I personally feel like that everyone at Oscar central was well aware. Oh yeah. Because I was pushing it into all of your (laughs) Well, Adriano (laughs) also saw it at TIFF. I feel like a lot of people like, you know what it is? It's the people who saw it in theaters. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I think that definitely helped, which is why I'm like kind of nervous for Top Gun sound. Because when you see it in the theater, you hear that it's not just, you know, guns going pew pew. They do some very the unique. The snow things. crunching is so like, <laughs> it's, it really like transports you there. It's. I, my buddy saw it the other day and, and I told him it's going back to a couple theaters near us. And I'm like, and he's like, well, we're going. We are going. I'm like, yeah. good. It's the same thing. Like oh my, my husband watched it at home. My husband, I'm sorry, he has terrible taste. Um, he, but he also read the novel growing up, and like he, like it's his number one movie of last year. Like he just thinks it's like such a great piece of filmmaking, which is so funny because it was the one Oscar nomination he cared about was it getting into director, and it did not. Um, so thank you, Academy, for we we were this close to having my husband care about the Oscars. We were this close. And then he asked me who the host was, and he was like, absolutely not. So, um, should have lied. Should have lied. You lost um, a viewer there. I think with All Quiet, other than makeup and hair and visual effects, I, I think it has think a chance it, to win every. I think award. it has a chance in makeup and hair. I actually have it at two because yeah. I Same. don't think people are paying attention to the fact that it was a four person team. And oh. that really, really wins people over. Like, the second they hear that on a $20 million budget, like what they did with that movie, the thing is you will never give it visual effects because of Avatar. That is mm-hmm. the only reason. Um, but makeup and hair would be a great way to reward what, how they stretched their budget because a four-person team doing like, I don't think people think about outside of just the mud on his face, but the aging of the mud on his face, there are mm-hmm. so many scenes where you can see it like drying really quickly and it's absolutely insane that four people did this because if you look at the size of this production four people doing all of it the like the prosthetic the guts everything it is overwhelming that four people did that amount of work and i'm telling you that could be why i was saying earlier there's a path where elvis goes home with zero because there could be all quiet sneaking up in every single category it's not me i ain't complaining Adriano, it'd be worthy this to be. Um, yeah, I think I the only thing I don't think it has a chance in is best picture, just because it I could mean, win wins. every single category and still not win best picture, which is like the opposite of the next two, I believe. Um, I would I love be- for All Quiet to win best picture. It would be one of the it would also make. History? history yeah yeah because it would be the first ever there aren't actually that many like adaptations of the same work that have both gotten um nominations I, it's under a dozen um and it would be the first time ever that a a new adaptation of the same source material as a previous oscar winner or best picture winner won best picture 
I can honestly see this as like the only film that sweeps if everything everywhere all at once doesn't because I just think it has such wide appeal and like you yeah. can you can pack pick apart like every single thing it's nominated for and be like okay like that makes that- sense it's such a good novel like I love the novel I love the first one like this is done really well and I think it plays into like the conversation around Top Gun of it being a sequel and like time has passed and like look at we, what we've done with like the advancement of filmmaking. It's like look how, what we can do with a war picture that's like also like when you the thing with the budget is really like jarring and you're like whoa like look how we stretched this look at everything that came out of that. So I also, I like, also it's think international it can play well to the international voters mm-hmm. yeah like, and I also can... think it helps that even people who don't like I've talked to several people who don't like war movies uh our very own Lex included who actually really liked and respected this film because I think and part of that I do think helps like the fact that it's anti-war message is so strong and clear um and that it really and it really at times feels more just like a survival film um but i've talked to a lot of people who like this is not their normal thing and they still really liked it so i i i do think it will do very well on the preferential ballot that's that's what i was gonna say is i feel like yeah because my i made my husband rank them and he ranked it number one yeah and he is uh people (laughs) that um that are going to put this above Banshees and also put this above everything everywhere. Well, and if we I- can send out an email to tell everyone, <laughs> put it at number one because the other four nominees are already a lock, then yeah. I think we can do it. <laughs> as long as you don't name the nominees, you're golden. Yeah. The Irish movie, <laughs> the movie. You know, you could take the same the thing. It's a, movie from space. It's, a, it's a small movie. movie. It's a small movie with a big heart. <laughs> this also, is the independent filmmaking. But like, will people not want it to win because it does Netflix affect this negatively? I honestly no, don't think so because the reason it got in has nothing to do with Netflix. It's exactly, like the crazy yeah. thing. It was just but I'm just curious because mm-hmm. I feel like that's what helped push Coda. Because, because like, you also know. live here. There were zero billboards for All Quiet on the Western Front until the I saw one yesterday. I was going to send it. The, uh, the day so after the Oscar shortlist came out, they started taking down Pinocchio billboards to put up all quiet billboards. Which is That's, so funny. How do they it, do that? To so me, fast? it's like they own Netflix child. because Netflix is really smart and they own all their billboards. They don't lease them, so it's all. I mean, how do they them. print it so fast? Yeah, <laughs> because they, because since they own their billboards, it's either that they have a really strong partnership with a printer or they have their own printer. But like, um, because when my work has done billboards, it's been like two to three business days from the time you file the order. So I'm sure they kind of knew they were thinking about it, but it was because Pinocchio and Glass Onion didn't really like do as well. They started, but like, I'm telling you the next day after the shortlist came out, it was, there were three all quiet billboards. The all quiet billboards are so sick. And then if you go to LAX, they have, as you're leaving, this is how they got the voters. They have the biggest banshees billboard to greet you as you come back from the airport and i'm like they knew what the prime real estate was that and then like um near the academy building like the headquarters because i live right next to it is um there's like three things of construction and one side is all empire of light the other side is all banshees and then the other side is also all banshees and it's different (laughs) scenes and it makes no sense and then there's a giant 
billboard of Jenny on my drive home from work. <laughs> and I'm like, I, just Jenny. I really do says, feel, though, like all quite on Western fronts, you know, surge is sort of the same thing as like the Paul Mescal and Best Actor thing and that it happened genuinely organically, not because a studio threw a bunch of money at it mm-hmm. um, like to Puss all of the two Leslie people. Yeah, like honestly, the same with Puss in Boots. Like, and I do think that that's part of why I think All Quiet could perform so strongly at the overall Oscars is because it obviously got in on like word of mouth and people just seeing it and genuinely liking it that much not because they were being sold it you don't become annoyed by like i don't know you're like get this away i don't want to see this again and i feel like you a lot of our films are probably going to get fatigued like i'm sure people i'm sure we've all experienced banshees fatigue and it's like i don't think people are getting that with all quiet like it's gonna have a moment but i don't think at all it'll be like get this away from me Mm -hmm. I think Banshees, which is the next one we were going to talk about, actually has a really good combination of both. Like, there's genuine passion for Banshees, but there's also, like, Searchlight behind it. But Searchlight is so good at campaigning. It doesn't feel yes. like a Netflix campaign. Like, it is, it is so, like, under your nose, like, done. It is not, like, in your face. Even their sponsored posts are very, like, have a beer with like Barry Keoghan talking to I was like they're so well done and not like I'm sorry but like all the Fableman's ads are so ridiculous like they're so so... one more time at the Center City Mall I'm gonna break the direction the glass yeah I'm gonna break the glass (laughs) ceiling but all the billboards are like collages of different things that happen when they were making the film and I'm like picks up i don't know it's just well, like, even the um what is it the, the tourism ireland like they're doing things yeah. on tiktok and i'm like where did you guys come from where it's like it's like funny it's like and then they did that what is the thing that he eats that he got mad at barry like the crunchy nuts they did like yeah. ads at like the airport and i'm it's like so good on in a smart way where it doesn't feel like a campaign and like search i feel like searchlight has always done that other than bohemian rhapsody like they did that with the favorite um a lot with olivia coleman like that's why she won without having to do anything but like this one it's like it's very under the radar and like very like natural to fit like because i'm sure margin mcdonough is not like steven spielberg steven spielberg's whole like advertising for the fay woman's has been so narcissistic and i can't like and i feel like with banshees it's the complete opposite where it's like you want to support it even though it's like not I don't know, even though it's like not an underdog at the same time, but like you feel for it. And I also do think there's there's an element to it where the film feels a little bit like a smaller movie uh, because there's no flashy special effects because, you know, it's it's very contained in a very um, specific small location. Um, but I also think that the thing with Banshees is that there's also just a lot of people in it who have a lot of goodwill in the industry everyone from and and people who've been putting in the consistent good work and everyone from Colin Farrell to Brendan Gleeson to you know Barry Keoghan's a newcomer but he's already really made a name for himself and he's got a great narrative and uh even Martin McDonough himself I think there's this idea that like he's really been putting in the work he's had successful films this is sort of you know one of 
the first few to really make it big and it feels like the right one to reward in that it's so quintessential McDonough. Um, also, clearly the Irish are doing great at the Oscars this year. Um, so I think that that's like an element of it as well in a way. And I think that Banshee's going to do really well. I think I currently don't have McDonough winning director, but honestly, if they really go for Banshees, I could see it happening. He's my second right now. Uh, I have it winning original screenplay, sort of like running away with it. I currently have Colin Carroll in like second place for actor, but I do think he could take it. Same with Carrie Condon. I have her in second place. I have Barry Keoghan actually in second place for supporting actor, even though I think like that one's pretty sewn up, but just the fact that I could think that Barry is next, I feel like says a lot about the overall support for the film. Um, and obviously, like the the weird thing with Banshees is that it doesn't have as many nominations below the line, particularly in things that I feel like it could actually take. But I do think that there's like it doesn't necessarily need that to win some of the bigger prizes especially because we're all i think i think we all might be predicting i'm not sure um but i think most of us are predicting it to take original screenplay so i think that that sort of sets it up to win other awards i see that because he missed in 2018 which like Mm -hmm. get out was proper screenplay to win in that yep but i think it's like almost like a you know, we didn't forget about you. And I think there's maybe a sense that he's like a little bit overdue, even though he's like, he's still a little young in his career to actually be overdue. Not overdue, but definitely, there's definitely an incentive to give him an Oscar. I think think the sense is like, okay, it's his time now. And And I also deserve too. It's not like, it wouldn't be weird. Like if he won something, I'd be like, oh, because I I like him. I'd be like, oh my gosh, so proud of you. Not like, oh, hmm. Question. I do when, have did, a... when did he win his Oscar? For... 06. One... Oh, 06, yeah. yeah. I, I do have Banshees right now being a lone screenplay winner. Yeah. I, for a while, was, I was like... For was a while, I was like... Oh, right. Um, for a while, I was like, oh, the Daniels are totally going to screenplay. But now that, like... The, I do think Daniels could easily win screenplay, but now that they're spoiled, they're definitely winning director. Um, I do think that... You know, because I, I think pictures a two horse race, and I mm-hmm. I have a hard time unless they go completely all out for Banshees. Like, I, I mean, sorry, unless they go completely all out for everything ever all once. I, I can't see Banshees going completely empty handed. I think mm-hmm. screenplay is the easiest place to give it to um to the movie. I don't. I mean, I won't rule it out, but I don't really buy the Carrie Condon's gonna win BAFTA and then Oscar thing. She's not. She's not Anthony Hopkins. All right, like that's. I don't really buy that. Um and Colin Farrell, I I have him at three right now because I think that Austin and Brendan are a little bit more up the Academy's alley than Farrell's performance, but I no part of me is ruling him out. Uh, and I won't no part of me will be shocked if he wins. But um yeah, I, I and when it comes to picture, I think I do have it winning PGA, weirdly enough. I, I do have Banishes mm-hmm. winning PGA. I do think that there is going to be a point where, because right now I feel like the general vibe is like everything ever all once, but I feel like that's too easy. And I feel like something's going to disrupt it a little bit. And I think 
Banshees winning PGA could definitely, you know, spook us a little bit. Mm-hmm. And also, what if Batman wins the PGA. Well, g- g- good for Jim. <laughs> Let's get crazy. Let's not make it easy. Let's give it to Black Panther. Yeah, I was about to say, then that's Black Panther <laughs> or Glass Onion or something. Like, not not The whale. <laughs> no. The nomination is the win. You floated um, the idea. Um, yeah, I I think it's definitely winning screenplay unless like unless everything everywhere wants just Yeah, unless everything everywhere just like super Although, Well, here's what I'll say about that. Everything Ever Wants is winning WGA and it's already won Critics Choice. Uh you know, so if and obviously everything Ever Wants has like an advantage of WGA for obvious reasons. So there's a possibility that we're going into the Oscars with everything everyone wants having WGA and CCA and then Banshee's having Globes and for hypothetical purposes, let's say definitely PAFTA. That's a that's a pretty tight race right there. Yeah, I think like I really like I do think it's tight. I just like really think it's like everyone was saying. Yeah, this that, that, that's the vibe, right? That's yeah, the vibe. Yeah. Like yeah, I just feel like I personally like I'm lower on everything everywhere and that is where I would not reward it if I was voting is my thing because I do think there are people who are going to be lower on it like I am that are still going to recognize oh the direction is impeccable it's so much like I understand like they wrote it and it's so unique from their minds but I think like directing is where I'm like that is Oscar worthy whereas like the screenplay is where I have a lot of my issues. So, and like I, none of those issues are found in the direction or yeah. like a lot of the other crafts or the performances. Whereas like with Banshees, the things I don't like about it are not, it's just like the movie in general, not yeah. like a single it's a like, very aspect. Easy screenplay to get behind. That's the other thing. And like, it's so like, it's like the best of him which is why i think it's like really gonna play well to like not that he's overdue but just that he's due in general it's like it's, it's his yeah. it's time it's yeah and i think it's a really well like earned win of like rewarding his entire career as a filmmaker and writer and like him winning for writing is what makes sense yeah yeah mm-hmm. like him as a i actually do think this is his most well directed film like this is like I think his, I don't even think it's a flex. I just think like he is a little more in the director's chair than normal. Well, I also think like it's hard to say that you're not doing great work as a director if you get four actors nominated for Oscars. Yeah. I just think that like he, I don't know, like I won't be shocked if he wins. I honestly think there's a way where he, we find out he wins DGA. Like I think something, yeah, I think something can happen. But I just think that like the screenplay win like honors his career. It's also like a win that's great on its own. If you're not like familiar with him, you're like, wow, what a great win. So it's not like considered a career Oscar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The only the thing I will say about its editing is that it could rise above as a best picture contender, which I have been thinking for months and it could win editing strictly based on not being the most editing and being yeah. like an easy film to get through. It it flies by. And yes, that is due to his direction, but it's also due to the editing. And I think that like it could just be like a default winner for people where it's not like 
yeah. the most especially kind of if you like more subtle editing i think it's That's what you're the gonna default vote for. nomination yeah. because all and of I the think... other nominees are flashy mm-hmm. editing in their own ways but they're all flashy editing i think that is like the one that you're like sure and i like, i do think it's possible that people who like flashy editing like they're like their votes essentially get split especially mm-hmm. with both elvis and everything everywhere all at once and it is yeah. possible that something like banshees could sort of rise above them yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Um, i always saw that one i agree with everything like to me that was more like a writing film like i i know he's he's obviously he's the director but like that in the comparison to everything ever all at once like this is like everything is on the page and like all his actors have to do is like be actors and like be the characters and i think it's it was very easy for them to do that where it's like everything everywhere all at once i think it's the actors and the directing that enhances the original idea on the page where it's Mm -hmm. like it's obviously it's like a crazy out there and i think sometimes for screenplay that's how it goes with like just you know think of like eternal sunshine or like her but I, I, I feel like a split between the two, between writing and direct. I don't see either one of them winning, like, both. Mm-hmm. I will say, but if Burt McDonough wants to win director, what he should do from here on out is stress the fact that he worked with real animals. Mm-hmm. Um, because directors always say animals and kids are the two hardest things to work with. <laughs> and I think the people who've been on sets would respect that. Um, that he has, like, the most practical elements of most of the, you know, of a lot of the films this year that are in big contention. Um, And there's people within the Academy who are very into the whole idea of the like, you know, screw CGI, make everything real type of thing. So I I think there's a path for him. The thing about McDonough is I also don't know like how much he's going to be out campaigning. He's not. Yeah. Like on the field. By, yeah, that's that's his, not his his Barry can do it all for him. Yeah, which like, and I hey, think that's what's like, good that he has a cast that's like willing to do it, so mm-hmm. he doesn't really have to do it, and then he just gets the accolades because there's like there's no way that man is hitting the pavement like Steven Spielberg. Well, no one hits the pavement like Steven Spielberg does, but for better like or for worse. That's what I'm kind yeah. of curious about, the inner dialogue between the DGA and the director's branch of how they feel about, like, the directors. If they, like, that's why I thought, like, Bardo potentially could have gotten in because it's such mm-hmm. a director's movie. And this year, I feel like you have such a mix of, like, purely a writer's movie and, pur- and purely a director's movie within the same category, which is fascinating. All right. I feel like. Yeah. Um, So our last film (laughs) is the one that I think all of us are a little sure is at least the front runner for Best Picture is Everything Everywhere All at Once with 11 nominations for Picture, Director, Original Screenplay, Lead Actress for Michelle Yeoh, Supporting Actor for Kei Hu Kwan, Supporting actress for Stephanie Hsu and Jamie Lee Curtis. Original score, original song for Oscar winner David Byrne. And costume and film editing. Uh, so, Jacob. So, um, <laughs> the, I, and I know stats are starting to go out the window like really fast. But the stat that I go to a lot is that since the King's Speech, any film that has led in nominations has won exactly four awards 
picture, director, and then two other. So right now I do have everything everywhere at one. Um, and I think there's two awards that are, or if it wins picture, I think the award that's pretty locked up is Kehu Kwan. Um, so yeah, I have it winning four. I have it winning picture, director, uh, supporting actor, and film editing. Because I think it's a mix of like most editing, but editing that works in the story as well. Um, oh, big time. But I think for a lot of the other places, you know, I don't, I don't see either Curtis or Shu um, winning act, supporting actress. I really think Kate Blanchett's going to uh, beat out Michelle Yeoh for act for lead actress. Um, I think score and song and and costumes, honestly, were all surprises that like the nominations the win. And I agree with everything that we said. Banshees is pretty locked up, in my opinion, in original screenplay. So I think those four are the four that it could win. And I think the four that it has to win to get like to have the best picture. Well, I wouldn't say locked up because I think everything everyone wants. Like, I think that there is something to say about like how original, how unique original and like just like how they weave all these different multiverses like into like the main plot is like definitely but that's also that's also the one thing that a lot of people have the issue with is like they get confusing i like i have a friend who like gets so upset watching it because they don't know what's going on that they just stop watching it and so yeah i can see that i feel like especially for some of the older academy they'll be able to recognize the directing and the acting but i think from the story point they're going to be like i don't know what exactly is happening i just know that i'm liking what i'm seeing sure i'm just i'm just saying, I, I, that's why i'm like still keeping a very keen eye on everything ever wants in screenplay like i think i i really think that they're gonna run away with director i really do i just at this rate i i, I think they get like i talking to people who are like oh, i don't know if it wins dga i'm like i think it's gonna win dga like kind of easily um but like you know and that could easily be where they award them individually. So that's why I am going to go sit with Banshees to screenplay. But, you know, I think it's definitely something to look out for in screenplay. Um, I do have Michelle Yeoh winning, though. And See, I, I just don't think it's going to win, like, six, seven awards. Well, I only have it winning opinion. four. I only have it winning four. Okay, so you don't have... Um... I don't have it winning in editing, A, because of that sound mess, which, I, in my opinion, should not have happened, um, especially with everything I got. But I, I definitely think it's in the running because it's again super showy. It plays such a massive factor in the movie. Um, but you know that soundness and also Top Gun. You know I, I'm gonna stay with Top Gun. Uh, but Mich- with Michelle Yeo, I just I mean I, I, same thing with Kate. Like you know the vibe, like people are are really rooting for Michelle. You know what I mean? Like people are rooting for that. Uh, not just the performance, but her really hard. And, you know, so that's why I'm, like, kind of... I have the movie winning picture, and I have had it at number one since June. So I feel like rewarding the face of the movie is def- could definitely be very easy for them, especially considering they are going to reward Keita Kwan. Yeah. But also, you know, Kate Blanchett could easily just snatch it. Like, you know, she could just win SAG and Batman, but, like, all right, well, forget everything I just said. Yeah, I guess my thing um, with Michelle Yeoh is that um, I just don't see I just don't see two actors from the same movie um, 
winning, at least not in this year. Sure. And yeah, I just don't, I don't think Tar, especially with Tar, you know, kind of overperforming, I don't think it's going to go home with nothing. And I think Kate Blanchett's the easiest place to award it. I also, um, I also don't think we're going to get four brand new winners because if Michelle Yeoh won all four winners, if that's, and that's saying Angela Bassett wins, um, all four winners would be pre or would be people who have never won. And well, so I think we, we've, least, had we've had that before. I know, but I'm saying like, we've already broken so many, like never been nominated, never been like, we we're already so far into like one spectrum that like, I don't think it's going to like continue down that path. Like I think someone's going to win who has already won, and I think she's like. Well, I think Kate's like the only option. Yeah. Like I'm not even talking about unless they go like Judd Hirsch (laughs) for some reason. Um, They won't. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah. I I truly am flip flopping on Kate and Michelle every single day, basically. Uh, but I also am flip-flopping on everything everywhere and Banshees in picture like every day at this point. I obviously everything everywhere had enough passion to get all of these nominations, but I still worry that, you know, I think that Banshees may have a better time on a preferential ballot than everything everywhere will, because I think that, you know, from what I know from people who've seen both movies, like Everything Everywhere has a lot of people who love it, and then it has people who hate it. And particularly older people, I have found often don't like that movie. Um, We know someone's dad did not like that movie. Um, And I think that Banshees, like, even when people don't like it, they don't dislike it as, like, vehemently. um, Because there's not that element of, like, I couldn't keep track of what was happening, or, like, I don't understand. Like, Banshees is, on its surface level easier to understand at least than everything everywhere is and so i just question if it has like if it wasn't a preferential ballot i would feel better about everything everywhere all at once because it obviously has passion from the people who do love it uh i do think that they are like taking supporting actor i i feel very confident saying that i mean obviously nothing is completely wrapped up until the awards are given but I also think that there's a world where it goes home with that and director. And maybe that's even it. Um, especially, you know, I, I think there's definitely a world where they go Kate Blanchett for Tar so that Tar doesn't go home empty-handed. Um, so I, I really, like, I could see it winning two. I could see it winning three. I could see it winning four, including picture. But I I do you think there's a world where it it only gets director and supporting actor? I can also see that. I obviously am lower on everything everywhere. I just like did my own preferential ballot and I have it at seven for everything everywhere. But I also have Banshees at fifth. So what do I know? <laughs> um, but I, what I'm saying is like Banshees that's at fifth. On top. If, of if that's everyone. if it sits at five on everyone's, that's how it could win. Yeah, and I, I think we especially saw how that I works. Literally, with Coda. Pre- <laughs> I've literally been predicting Banshees to win Best Picture for the last like four months because <laughs> I just like really think what you're saying makes sense on a preferential ballot. It is not Top Gun Maverick the big and same thing with Avatar like the big sequel the big studio movie 
it is not a war movie, which some people, regardless of it being anti-war, will just be like, war, absolutely not. Because some people just don't like those kind of movies. I'm not a war. I, I, I tried recommending it to a few people and they were like, oh, I don't I don't watch war. Yeah. Movies. So I think there's still like that thing. I think Elvis is mid but lower mid because people will be like it's a biopic but it's also like a big musical movie that people will like that but i still think it's like lower i think women talking the title would turn off a lot of men um that's enough and i think that tar is too artsy farsy for some people i think it's too highbrow yeah yeah. and i think that like that leaves banshees and everything everywhere but like the thing is with everything everywhere there are a lot of people who are going to rank it eight nine and ten yeah i do think that the people that rank it one two or three are going to be a lot more which is why i think that it still is like a contender to win Mm. and like it's show of nominations in the most branches of any film is like proof of that i just I do think it's like it still has like I need it to like start winning like everything, which I think it's about to is my thing. Like I moved mm-hmm. the Daniels into director number one. I don't remember when, but a while ago, before DGA, before the Oscar noms, like because I just feel like it's like that's a great reward for this film. And I think it can also win director without winning picture, which is like not. Oh, agree, agree. Especially if we agree that then picture is going to something that's winning uh, original screenplay. Yeah, I mean, I think I well, see okay. a path for Banshees like, to go yeah. off of the last two winners, like Nomadland and Coda. They're like these very toned down films that are about like one central idea that's like easy to comprehend. And it's like, this is like about a breakup between friends that like just happens to be very universal. Like if they're going to continue going down that path or revert back to like something flashy, like everything all everywhere all at once, which also has like a very emotional core that's like underneath all of the multiverses of it. But if it's like what we were saying, like people just want to get through, sounds so bad that they're voting for best picture. It's like, you just get through the movie. Then it's like, oh yeah, Banshees. Like that's, the, out of that entire list, that is probably the easiest one to just watch and get through it and like feel something and then not have to like dwell on it or be confused. Well, so I I, I will say the, the reason I'm like giving everything ever like the edge is mainly Banshees of Insurance is a movie that, again, all due respect, um, you know, and also purposefully makes you feel not great. Like it's purposely like a feel bad kind of movie. Whereas everything ever all once is like makes you feel good, you know. It's like a, it's like an antidote to nihilism and like cynicism. So that's the edge I gave everything ever all once. You know, what I mean, like the people who like love it, love it. Like you know, I've we've all seen again. I say this favorite movie of the year. We've all seen some people who are a little too passionate about it to a point where they need to shut their mouths. But those that passion exists, and we saw like with the nominations that it exists in the academy as well i hear you my thing is that a feel-good movie won last year and i feel like they tend to flip between like a feel-good movie winning and then something that because i think you know as much as banshees is kind of simple and it's a depressing time and i can see people just waiting better to banshees Banshees and i I do think 
that Banshee's obviously like, well, it is fairly simple on the surface. It is saying some interesting things underneath oh, with the way in which this is clearly like some sort of I mean, as much as McDonough like is not gonna confirm any of this. He's like, what do you mean the symbolism? Um <laughs> but it like it clearly is an allegory around like civil war and division and people. And I think we're at a time where both in the UK and Ireland and in America we're seeing a lot of division. Uh and I think that it speaks sort of to the times in that way. And they tend to flip back and forth between movies that like are more feel good and movies that, you know, have something to say about today and in the time and i think like if you think about banshees as a movie to stand in for 2022 2022 has been a year of like incredible division in in countries um that countries that are well represented at the oscars um so i i do it's it's so hard because i really do think that especially right now like at the end of january there's a really strong path for either banshees or everything everywhere and i think that like, yeah, it really is. A t- oh, I mean, but it, there is a part of me that's like, is another film going to surge and like, make it a three so, race? Like, is there a coda? Yeah. So I was like, listening to the Best Picture or Big Picture podcast where they were talking about this because he, Sean Fantasy was very like, he did not pay attention to coda until like two weeks before the Oscars, famously. <laughs> but they were like arguing the the path for any movie in this lineup to become that movie and like there literally is not a path because all of these movies have had like a moment already and the only one essentially would be women talking or tar because neither of them were like front runners to ever win best picture based on any like precursors or guilds or anything but like tar is way too divisive like it like it will it's way too artsy it's not gonna happen like it's an honor to be there but like women talking it's too late like it literally has one other nomination like that's not panning out and this isn't a coda thing because all of these actors are very famous fucking people like they are too famous to have missed like i really do like coda at all and it's like the other thing is like I don't think that like the pendulum always swings and I always argue about that. And I don't think that the nomad land Dakota thing really matters just because of like the 2020 Oscar season is very like different and like Coda. Yes. Broke a million bajillion stats. Every stat <laughs> around was broken, but I think like Coda, it has the same energy from the campaign side as everything everywhere where like that is the cast you want to see mm-hmm. those are yeah. the directors they're and going writers. with stag yeah. ensemble you yeah you have which, my word which i'm so sorry it is not an ensemble it's four actors um Five but actors. Actors. <laughs> for banshees it's four actors and a donkey and it's best ensemble is the donkey- well the nomination well, is for the case, donkey <laughs> in that case everything everyone wants is five actors and a raccoon puppet that uh, rap- rap- yeah raccoon puppet <laughs> I just like there's literally because like Avatar, Top Gun, Maverick already had their big like thing. Triangle Sadness, it won the Palm Dior. Like, I really think if anything it's, is gonna surge, it would have to be Elvis or All Quiet. Like, I think that I those think, are the only two things that stand from a place where they could surge to make it a three horse race. And I still don't know that I think that one of them could like truly overtake it. 
and actually win. But I do think that if anything is going to sort of be seen as an actual contender, it would have to be one of them. I just want to say as someone who I'm very sorry to everyone here, specifically Nicole, I truly think 1917 is not a good movie. Um, I would love if all quiet won Best Picture and I would want a reaction shot of Sam Mendes. Maybe Roger Roger Deakins can bring Sam Mendes as his plus one. (laughs) He's not, but... (laughs) That'd be so savage. Because, like, honestly, the best reaction shot of anyone at the Oscars is Sam Mendes when he lost director to Bong Joon-ho because he was just like, and I, I would just <laughs> love. A, on the I would not want a reaction shot of anyone except Sam Mendes of All Quiet on the Western Front won Best Picture. <laughs> it would be an all timer. Oh my God, Roger Deakins, please bring him as your plus one. Yeah, I Elvis. I feel like it already had its surge, but I can understand because there were two screenings today of Elvis. One was PGA and one was uh, SAG, and like only one of them had gotten out by the time we started and like i heard it was nuts and i think the thing with elvis yeah and i think when it had its moment people weren't really thinking about it as like a serious best picture contender people were thinking about like crafts and acting maybe but i think it like it has done better than most people expected it to it has done better than the fablements and that is all i care about and i think that that's why i think like it could surge again as an actual contender for best picture because it has in some ways become like one of the surprises of the season at what point is it winning too many things for you to not consider it and that's my thing with both that and like Kind of my thing with All Quiet as well. Adriano is, like, is Elvis so hater. Close to Sorry, you gotta, you gotta have a I, that No, I do <laughs> think the thing with Elvis is that similarly to everything everywhere all at once, it's gonna have its haters that are gonna put it in that. The eight, only nine, difference is tell me an old person over the age of 55 that did not like Elvis. It's the opposite okay. demographics you know, that I think could you be know, haters. <laughs> Do you know what won Best Director at the AARP Grown Up (laughs) Awards last night? Baz Luhrmann for Elvis. Well, that that was what I wanted to bring up about Elvis is that when I the re- the moment I've realized, oh shit, Coda might win this was when it won BAFTA screenplay. That's when I realized, oh no, this is the real deal, which Elvis has no opportunities to do. What if it wins Best Film? It's one of five nominees. Well, I mean, I guess, but like the the it wins it the knows... BAFTA for best film. Like, what what are you getting? I'm us? going to war with the British. Um, I, <laughs> 1917 uh, Part Two. <laughs> just me facing up against a bunch of British people. Will Sam Mendes the Canadians on... ever fought the British? <laughs> Will Sam Mendes be on your side, or I don't know. <laughs> Will Roger um... Deakins shoot this? Yeah. <laughs> Just they were gonna say shoot you and i was like that's dark <laughs> i just like the 1917 thing what? i'm like why does that have to give us empire of light 
I mean, because I, I he was like, you I... don't want my big budget war movie? I'll give you my personal story. And we it. should have rewarded him for that. I mean, I joked, I joked after I saw Empire of Light that like, I joked Sam Mendes was so mad about that Oscar loss. No, um, truly, but... he's Empire like... of Light is proof that he needs to not write his own screenplays. Yep. Yep, 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 um, yep. He's a great That's director. He's not a great writer. Uh, but no, I, I really do think that, was... that, like, so what y'all are saying is that this is how Avatar The Way of Water wins Best Picture. Wouldn't it be hilarious? Obviously, it doesn't have the ex wife part of the equation, but wouldn't it be funny if it came down to like All Quiet and Avatar and it was like a war movie versus Avatar again? Stop. <laughs> and then, like, the war movie won again. <laughs> James Cameron's ditching <laughs> Avatar 3 is a war movie. That's what happens. I isn't it already? Isn't it? I think it is. <laughs> I think it is. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> With He's fire like, people. Yeah. To try this. No I... more anti-war movies. <laughs> no more. <laughs> so so what I was about to say about Elvis, this is not to go back, but uh I can't. I'm not just saying this because I don't like the movie. I can't get behind a movie winning picture that doesn't have. Well, wasn't nominated for a screenplay or a director because I feel like that's where passion is is shown. And like, I don't think passion for Austin Butler will translate to a picture winning. If that makes any sense. Well, and if it was just Austin Butler, I wouldn't be so convinced. But like, when I look at how many, like everything, then like well. That. And when well, I have the look passion... at how many crafts I have at winning, I start yeah. to question myself. And well, that's why passion is for Elvis. Presley, yeah. the yeah. person. The old yeah. people in the academy who love Elvis. Yeah, the old people. We'll say my parents just watched it and my dad is like this big Elvis person. He like saw him in person and he started fact checking the movie while they were watching it and then my mom didn't know what was real and what was not and then they were like who's singing where did they get this like what is this and i had to explain the whole movie to them but they said that for it being fiction it was really good i do want to ask because like we have seen that they're They're the older people and this this does sometimes have correlation for everyone whose parents have watched some of these films what were their favorites so my dad i've only gotten them to see three so far my dad only told me my dad's top three movies of 2022 when i texted them in like january 1st was top gun maverick avatar Mm -hmm. and elvis okay and then he did not find banshees funny and my dad's name is patrick doyle um his dad is also patrick doyle and came here from ireland so weird loss there um my mom <laughs> my mom's obsessed with top gun maverick elvis mm-hmm. and top and uh women talking okay they both did not finish all quiet because they could not get the subtitles to remain in one place they kept going to the top <laughs> and the bottom because they, and they were like i can't do this and I told them that the, they're coming here next weekend, and I told them I would take them to um, me and Jillian's second home that we've never been to together, the Netflix theater. <laughs> You're welcome, parents, Rick Crusoe. Mine have not watched, like, all of the things yet. They love Top Gun and they love Avatar. 
Um, but they were big fans of Banshees. And my mom has finally said, like, since it got so many nominations, she is willing to try watching everything everywhere. But she said, and I quote, there's no use in trying to make your dad watch it. Um, Banshees did get my dad's highest, highest level of approval, which is to say he stayed awake through the whole thing, um, which he normally only does in Harry Potter or Marvel films. Um, so I, I am just curious about, because, you know, I feel like we have found that parents can sometimes be a good indication of what like an older set of the Academy is going to go for. Jillian, what are your parents? Well, I've tried to get them to watch Banshees, but they're like, well, we can't understand them. (laughs) And I'm like, you can put on subtitles and I don't think (laughs) they want to go down that road of like, yeah, I was also trying to get my, my mom was interested in watching the two popes, but I'm like, you have to, we need the subtitles. So I'm like, we're slowly making progress on what she will put (laughs) subtitles on, but they're, they're not interested in Banshees at all which i think is so funny um we we're an anti-fableman's household like same they, they go My parents I, hated it i go oh how did you like this movie and they're like well it wasn't the Fablemans." <laughs> um they really liked pinocchio specifically the last 10 minutes um mm-hmm. puss in boots puss in boots house <laughs> she said they really liked um they thought that was good they would watch it again um my mom watched her last night she didn't get it so i had to send her an article that i wrote to explain <laughs> the movie, and i think we'll come around to it she didn't care for top gun maverick i think my dad mm-hmm. likes he likes tom cruise i think they liked elvis but i think once my mom once my dad fact checked it for her then she kind of was like i don't know but they really liked austin butler they said he did a great job um and then they like tom hanks in it which was like okay and interesting <laughs> but i was i was honestly surprised they sat through that and i was gonna they're like oh what do we watch next and i'm like i think the rest of the films are just too loud for you so i don't know if they'll make it to anything else that's why i said banshees and they're like we don't want to read the subtitles so that's where we're at yeah that's where- yeah <laughs> they like the animated movies which i think is the best at their age that we did it yeah (laughs) yeah adriana what have your parents seen they uh saw everything everywhere once did they they, like it they did they really did okay okay i was proud of them i was gonna say you will not be my parents anymore if you if you go any other direction (laughs) um they loved elvis they loved Mm -hmm. elvis i just remember the text of my mom going i loved that i she was like, "You're crazy. Elvis is amazing." Although I fucking hated Tom Hanks. Like, that okay, was my parents also hated Tom Hanks in it. But listen, yeah. there is something with moms across America and Canada and Austin Butler. <laughs> well, like oh, I, I asked, I asked her about. I asked her about Butler, and that that's kind of what prompted the earlier question about the makeup. I was like, "What do you think about uh, the guy who played Elvis?" She goes, "Like, look nothing like him." But oh my god. Well, out of all films, it's interesting that, like, your parents, like, my my mom was, like, reading articles about Austin Butler. And, like, she's not reading articles about Kate Blanchett. She's not reading, no one's reading articles about Tom Cruise. She's, like, doing, she'll, like, now they, like, come up on her phone and she's, like, oh, like, did you see Austin Butler? And I'm, like, how are they communicating with you? How did they find you? No, I'm telling you, there's, like, sponsored ads and, like, articles about Austin Butler going to women over 40. Like, I don't know what it is, but, like, there is not a person in my life whose mother is not obsessed, she... not with Elvis, but with Austin Butler. 
She showed me a picture of him in People magazine. Yeah, my mom sent me a fucking piece of paper, like in the mail, and it was a rip out of like what Austin Butler carries in his bag. I was like, yes. First off, I clearly have seen the GQ video. I don't need this, but like that is besides the point. But they're obsessed. Like my mom, I told her because they're coming that we could go see All Quiet and they they want to see one more Best Picture mm-hmm. nominee that they haven't seen. And I really want to take them to see everything everywhere because I feel like if they watch it at home, they will turn it off because it's yeah. a lot. Um, And I think if I make them see it in the theater, it will. And when I was at the theater last time, they kept playing um trailers for Crouching Tiger and Dragon. And I feel like if they did that before the movie started, my parents would be like, oh, Michelle Yeoh should have an Oscar. Like... I feel like I could get that to like play well. Um, but the Austin Butler thing is really wild. Like it is. Also, my mom's like, is he going to be okay with the voice? <laughs> like everyone is so but concerned. But my mom has never heard his other voice. He's so... like, I, like, I hope like he doesn't go down the same path that Elvis did. That must be really psychologically damaging for his brain. That like he had to do. Um, my like, mother brought up Heath Ledger. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, I hope he can get out of this role. Well, I'm like, imagine if the mom has watched After Sun and they'll be like, is okay. <laughs> is he okay? Imagine, imagine if they watch the whale. They're not gonna watch the whale. And then after like that, like Priscilla or no, Lisa Marie, then then everyone's like, so like, are they okay? Well, and some fan account posted pictures of Austin Butler at the funeral, which is so disturbing. And um there are headlines about this fan account posting said pictures, not the actual pictures. And my mom was like, I just want to give him a hug. And I'm like, you and every other girl in the country, like girl, gay, they, we all want to hug him. But my mom <laughs> asked me about Dune too. My mom did not see Dune. So what yep. is going on here? But it's because well, yeah, my mom Googled him. The rest of his things, like is ever like, are the moms or is it just this role? Like, that's what I'm curious well, like, if they'll watch that Apple TV show with two Academy Award nominees this year, Barry Keoghan Ooh. and Austin Butler. Oh, that, that, oh, you have my word. That show's about to be huge. Yes, Well, it now is. they have the best marketing you could imagine. Like, hello. Well, produced Speaking of two nominees. A sexual abuser, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Speaking <laughs> of two nominees, so um, can we get Chloe Zhao back to do Eternals 2 um, since two of her cast members got nominated for best supporting actor 40 percent of the category yep also my parents watched top gun obviously like every other okay, <laughs> in north america so, <laughs> what do canadians think of top gun like, yeah we all oh we but got what do top canadians gun think well. of like america's weird obsession with the military uh, we get it. <laughs> we get it. Oh, I, <laughs> oh, I um, no, my parents top- saw it multiple times in theaters. Oh, Canadian! I I went to go back to see Top Gun multiple times, and I don't think there was ever one that wasn't almost completely packed. We had because Top Gun I, fever as well. I will point out. Do you know who else moms love other than Austin Butler? Thomas. Moms love no. Moms love Glenn Powell. Glenn Powell. Uh, I think Glenn Powell loves moms. My mom yes, texted my mom texted me, speaking of moms, the actors on actors with him and Kate Hudson. And she was like, yep. they should be in a movie together. And I was like, you and everyone else alive thinks that. She now. was <laughs> texting me photos of him on the red carpet uh at the Golden Globes. And I some of y'all I think I was in a screenshot too. She's like, I saved this to my phone. Um, so you know, 
the power of of a hot young man maybe to appeal we need to the mothers mom. the moms need to be the voters at the academy yes. obviously yes. that's okay but then, like then we would have like mrs harris goes to paris as a best picture <laughs> which is that? what we should have puss in boots uh what else the woman king the that's woman how king. we get the woman king pinocchio uh, pinocchio the tom hanks one clearly um Dead, not the fable man a man called otto because mom's oh, a man called otto would yeah. definitely be in yeah what else there's something else that was like top tier mom movie the woman king is a good mom movie it is i saw it with my mom it's um, a surprise motherhood movie which they love <laughs> i still think avatar oh would be in. where the crawdads sing that would be the curse one. That, like would, that would be the winner. What are we talking yeah. about? Like Reese Witherspoon leading the charge. <laughs> Wait, does, she, does Reese Witherspoon have a PGA credit on that? Stop. I think. They were like, honestly, we didn't, we didn't give you shocked. Wild and Girl, so we're going to give you where the crawdads say. Shocked that the white women of Hollywood rallied around to Leslie and not Daisy Edgar Jones for with Crawdads. Because, like, they would literally have to be like, is this movie an adaptation of OJ If I Did It, the novel? <laughs> like, is because it literally is. It literally is. You know what? It was a fun theme. Yeah, Reese Witherspoon has PGA. Well, look what we did, guys. We could have gotten Reese Witherspoon a Best Picture win. <laughs> messed up when moms take over the academy (laughs) there should be a mom branch that's a good idea best best mom in a movie but that's the entire best actress lineup except one (laughs) who oh my god who was well technically she like tried when they were doing the michelle williams piece where they were like we don't have enough moms in the best actress category would be such a like they shouldn't be devoted to supporting well, it's because she's petra's father so no. it was like like um well penelope cruz was literally nominated for a film called parallel mothers in the best actress category the year before so i think we solved the mom issue and i feel like they're always they're always like, moms there's they're yeah. always so there's one that's trying to be a mom yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Shout what, out to you, Vanessa Kirby. I don't know who wrote this hit piece to get Michelle in, but that was not the moms have necessary. Always, the moms are carrying it all. Um, yeah, I think if the moms could decide best documentary well, feature, that would be. Well, my mom just put Elvis at three. <laughs> Out of the well, seven. now we know that where the crawdads sing is what will actually be winning best picture goodbye to banshees and everything everywhere all at once uh can you imagine like it it's a write-in can you imagine if there were write-ins i'm gonna tune where the crawdads sing taylor Swift, you're getting your oscar (laughs) and to think daisy ecker jones could have gotten a nomination at the same time as paul mescal it would have been beautiful that's the photo op I want for the Steven Spielberg one. Maybe he'll bring her as his plus one. Probably. He's single now. Um, so, Paul Mescal, if you're still listening for some reason, uh, give us a call. We know you are. We know you are. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that wraps up this wild discussion that went from the Fablemans is not winning Best Picture to where the crowd has is winning Best Picture. 
You heard it here first. You heard it here first. The past two hours were a waste. (laughs) They're going to discover all the hidden ballots for um, where the (laughs) cross is in. Wait, could that be the the next Puck newsletter? Yes. Uh, All right. Uh, Adriano, where can everyone find you on the internet campaigning for where the crowd sing? on the streets now um, <laughs> we're going out tonight we're gonna <laughs> coast to coast i'm printing flyers as we speak it's a small film with a big heart exactly <laughs> um, you can find me on twitter at Adrian caparuso on letterbox at, which is just my name adriano caparuso same with my youtube channel which is just adriano caparuso Amazing. Jillian, where can the people find Sammy Fableman's campaign manager? You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Jillian Chili and also TikTok at Offscreen with Jillian. Amazing. Jacob, where can the people find Sammy Fableman himself? Um, you can find me on Twitter at tberry 57 and Letterboxd and all those fun places. Amazing. Nicole, where can the people find the All Quiet campaign manager? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at Nicole Ackman16. I have not watched Crawdads yet. If anyone wants me to live tweet it. Wait, um, it's on Netflix. We can do a Netflix yep. party. Let me know. I will live tweet the film. Do a Twitter space for it. Yeah, let's Stop. do it. Let's do it. A Twitter space live watching where the Crawdads sing. My uh, my advice to watch that movie is just to get really drunk. Yeah. Well, that, specifically, you've got to get wine drunk, as Reese yeah. Witherspoon intended. Chardonnay. <laughs> Chardonnay, specifically. Yep. Um, you can find me not drinking Chardonnay because I don't like it. Um, <laughs> I'm not I'm not at that stage as a mother yet. I'm sorry. Um, you can find me at Kinsvenunu on all social media platforms except Letterboxd. It's at Kins Doyle because they are anti-marriage and don't let you change your name. Um, you can follow the show at Oscars underscore central on all social media platforms. And you can find our website, oscarcentral.com. And until next time, that's the show.